Hello and welcome guys to another episode of the We Call It Soccer Show. I'm Walker Manning, joined by my guy in the amazing beanie he's wearing right now. How you doing, Michael? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. You know, had a, had a good weekend of games, some delicious goals. Um, three goals by our Americans in five top leagues. Um, first time that's happened since 2005. Or 2002, I think. I think I might flip that around, but I don't know the third's name. But guess the other two names. Hint, uh, not Premier League. That scored this weekend. No, that scored all those years ago. Who oh, um, Jermaine Jones. Yes, sir. That is one of them. Um, yeah, that's all I got for that one. The other one is. The baby Jesus' junior's father, Claudio Reyna, uh, was one of the three that scored. It's been that long, a whole generation wow. since this has happened. Crazy, right? That is crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Huh? It's awesome. It's We're awesome. back. Man. We're back. World Cup 2022. Weston McKinney, he's, um, he, he's almost Zlatan-esque in the air, dare I say. Uh, Christian Pulisic is a young Messi. Still, still a bit wild, but very talented. Um. Gio Reyna, can't say enough good things. What a goal. Unfortunately, yeah. they drew because Dortmund kind of sucks. But yeah. um, What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? But that, uh, that, that was some really good stuff for the Americans. But before we get even more American on you guys, we're going to go over how we did in gambling this weekend. Woo! So, um, actually, post-recording, Aston Villa versus Newcastle got postponed because of the Kovac. And uh, I still think Aston Villa would have won that. I'm going to chalk that up as a win, even though it's a push. Um, next game on the weekend, though, uh, we were on the wrong side of this. Everton looked to be Evertoning like they always do, a hot start or a slow start, followed by the opposite at the end of the season. Once the meat starts to get into it, they had the hot start, the hot, the hot start. Now they're slowing down. 1-1. One, one. Um, for me, this really came down to how good Nick Pope was. Everton had their chances. This man had five saves, four inside the box, a punch outside. And he, he actually sent 20 long balls and seven were accurate. So it's not, it's not anything Dean Henderson-like, but it's, it's putting pressure on the opposition D. What do you think about this game? Yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, Nick Pope really got them this point uh and not to say Everton Everton did I guess deserve the win but they didn't play well enough to actually put away those chances like you were saying uh and then Fabian Delp coming out with a little bit of a injury there so not good for Everton as he's been kind of crawling back into things and getting some minutes for him so gonna see what a Carlo wants to do with that and something that did shock me in this game, though, was uh, Everton's formation. They did. They lined up with three at the back. It looks like so. Uh, I don't. Has Ancelotti done that a lot? Yeah. So um, since Luca Dean's been hurt, they've mm-hmm. moved to a three at the back because Delph, when he was a City, and we had our issues that we always have with our left back. You know, Mendy was hurt, and. Um, uh, Danilo, we spent all that money on, but he was shit for us. So Delph was starting at left back a lot of times. So he's played there. Um, I don't love it, though. I don't love it. I think I'd rather see 
Tom Davies out there, maybe Bernard, because um, I don't think the defense was the issue in this game. Yeah. And they, they definitely could have used someone more creative, and they're really missing Luca Dean's crosses. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. And it's getting, like, a, like you say, going to be tough with Delph out because he only played half an hour. So you got to think it's kind of serious for him to come off that early. Yeah, definitely. Um, and he was replaced by Gomesh. So I, they, they moved to a three. They had the same formation, but it. I don't know how they adjusted with that because Gomesh was not playing the same spot as Delph started off out on the left. So that was a bit weird. Hopefully they can recover. Hopefully not, though. I don't really give a shit about Everton anymore. Um, next game on the weekend, though, this one didn't lose us money. This one won us money. Um, Manchester City, two, Fulham, zero. Um, open up the scoring quick. Raheem Sterling, nice goal. And then the 26-minute, Kevin! Gets a 26-minute penalty. Let him talk, people. Let him fucking talk. Um, we dominated this game. Six big chances created, four big chances mixed, missed. Classic shit. This was a good team that could play soccer. Maybe we would have drawn them, but it's not, so we didn't. Um, nothing really much to say here. One of the better teams in the league beat one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. Yeah, not not really much up to, much else to say, but uh, kind of from City's point of view, you got to think that's a little disappointing. Like, only 2-0 against Fulham. Uh it is three points, and that's all that matters. Clean sheet again, but you just kind of think this is someone who you can run over and play a weaker squad against and still get the points. But, you know, they got they did what they needed to do. Good for Fulham, hanging in there kind of. So, uh, yeah, just business as business goes. Yeah. Um, they, they didn't create any big chances, though, Fulham. So it's like, I don't know. It, it, they really hang in there. They didn't get blown out though, so they weren't burn lead. So I guess that's a, <laughs> that's a positive. Next game on the weekend though, you definitely had this one. I did not. You texted me the exact correct score the morning of the game. West Ham United one, Manchester United three. Thomas Suchek opened up the scoring in the 38th minute. And uh, at halftime, I thought I had you. I thought West Ham had you. I thought David Moyes was going to get his revenge, but no, 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 no. The baby face magician has another stroke of masterpiece. Although he has a big game midweek, and I guess it's he didn't want to play these guys. He said, you know, fuck it. I need three points. It's gonna get us three points. Puts in Bruno and Sir Marcus Rashford. And Tony Martial came out with a nod. Is he okay? Yeah, him and Cavani are both good. Okay, well, Juan Mata came in from his 62nd. Paul Pogba. Pogba boom. Off a cutback of Bruno Fernandez. Seems to be their their thing. Yeah, um, and uh, that was the uh, the Dean Henderson pass as well. And um, I mean, I saw something that like drew a line. It was out of yeah. bounds. But like, who really gives a shit, bro? I think like if you yeah. are talented enough to curve the ball like that, like just let it stand. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't know. Not like it was going to change the game or anything. They were it wasn't because you know who was going to you know who was going to change the game though? Mason Greenwood in that beautiful first touch. Oh my yeah. god, what a fucking goal! Uh, David Moyes makes three subs, too little, too late. And uh, Marcus Rashford scored the third in the 78th off a peach of a ball from Juan Mata. Uh, to be honest, Marcus should have scored several times before this, yeah. but glad he got this one in. And uh, 3-1 United. What do you think? Um, 
classic United, um, the comeback kids, just two, tale of two halves, though, really. I think the first half was probably the worst I've ever seen them play. And this season, like by uh, even in the Spurs game, like they played much worse this half. But second half, he made the necessary changes, a couple of untimely injuries. And, uh, yeah, United were able to get it done. A screamer from Pogba, Greenwood, beautiful goal, and then a beautiful one-time ball by uh, Juan Mata. And it's crazy that Bruno Fernandes has that much influence on every game that he just plays in. Like, it looked like fucking Burnley was playing in the first half and then came out United for the second half when things got tough. But uh, happy for him. They did well. Uh, keep winning. Hopefully they keep it going. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say hopefully they keep it going because um, you guys, the Derby's this weekend, guys, uh, mm-hmm. and we're going to beat the fuck out of you guys. So uh, sorry. Yeah. Um, Next game on the weekend, though, you were on the right side of. I was on the wrong side of. Um, I thought Lord Bielsa was going to pull out a master class, but, uh, you know, Leeds get slapped in the face by a just way more talented team. And had I, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. If somebody told me, hey, ZX getting hurt and um, Bulltick's going to come in after half an hour, I'm like, oh, well, good night, Enough. Leeds. Good night, Bielsa. Good night, Patty Bamford, who scored the first goal off an assist from Calvin Phillips. What a what a player Calvin Phillips is, man. Um, too yeah. bad he has a five-year deal at Leeds. It's going to be a hefty price tag. I don't know, since he's English, if it's going to be worth it. Maybe want to just let that run up. I don't know. But uh, in the ninth minute, Diego Llorente got hurt. Robin Koch comes in. and uh, No, Diego Llorente comes in for Robin Koch. So that's a worrying sign. Olivier Giroud equalizes right before Pulisic comes in. It's 1-1 halftime. It's a competitive game, and I think Leeds has a chance, but no. Kurt Zuma's big ass makes it 2-1 in the 61st, completely unmarked on a header. I think he has like three or four goals this year, all from headers. He's, uh, he's dangerous in the box. And then the boy, the baby Jesus himself, Christian Pulisic. He made it 3-1 in the 93rd. What a goal. What a game by him. 60 minutes played, 44 touches, 80% passing. That's all right. Um, he had a shot on target. He completed five of seven dribble attempts. Mans don't give a fuck. And he won eight of 13 ground duels. So he was doing his, doing his work, and he got fouled twice as well. Busy day for the man in only 60 minutes. What do you think? Yeah, um, good game. Fun game. Very end-to-end stuff. Uh, I do think Leeds... Chelsea created more. They did more, but I think for the majority of the game, Leeds was, uh, in my opinion, the better team on the field. So, um, yeah, just kind of bailed out a couple of times uh, by their goalie, if I remember correctly, making some good saves. I remember he had a really good double save uh, and then a good block off the line. But, yeah, Chelsea got three points. Like you said, the better team walked away with it. Uh, and then, but really good game all around, and this was a this was a good one. Yeah, um, Leeds keeper, nice yeah, he's really really good. He's, yeah, he uh, is. He's a young and Leeds have a young core, 
they can stay up, keep getting these Premier League checks. I have no doubt in my mind that Bielsa will challenge for a title soon. Oh, um, uh, uh, yeah, no, 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 no shot. Because no they the, but they have the ownership group to spend, so they're That's just going to cool. keep getting these these monies. And they have good recruitment in Bielsa, who knows how to get a bang for his buck. Like that's un- undeniable at this point with all the transfers they've made. Um, and I don't know. I, I just think if he stays, that's the big if, though. If if Bielsa stays, because I think he only has another year left on his deal. So I think they get relegated before they finish top six. If Bielsa's not, if Bielsa's there, there's no way with or without him. With or without him. No, if he's there, it's just not going to happen. Just, they're going to get figured out. They're going to get figured out. Bielsa um, doesn't get figured out. His team's In the championship, out. he doesn't get figured out. But tire out. There's no way to figure out the Bielsa press. How, how many games into the season are we? We're, what, 10 games? And they're in 14th? Yeah. They'll be fine. Well, dude, yeah, they should, but... The finishing top half, my prediction's going to come true. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll it is. We'll see. Next game on the weekend, though. Um, West Bromwich, Albion 1, Crystal Palace fucking 5. Um, scoring started with an own goal. Uh, Darnell Furlong. And then Connor Gallagher equalizes for West Brom in the 30th minute. Not even two minutes later, VAR goes to review a card decision. And decides Mateus Pereira needs to sit his ass out of this game because he had some violent contact. And it's halftime, 1 1. And Roy Hutchin, with all of his heart, all of his soul, wanted to park the bus on these guys. And even up a man, they only managed to split possession with them 50 50. Wow. But Palace did a lot more with their possession. They only created one big chance, but they scored five goals somehow. Um, Man of the match, got to be Christian Benteke. Had the brace. Um, could argue Zaha as well, but I don't know. Let's give it to somebody different. What do you think? Um, yeah, no, just domination, I would say, by uh, Crystal Palace. But on the West Brom side of things, uh, I feel bad for him. You know, their best player and possibly their only creator they're now without for at least three games so just the spell it's going to be a real tough spell for them especially getting beat by like no offense to palace but getting beat by a team like palace that badly you run up against anyone with actual uh, quality then you're gonna get beat even worse so but on the other side of things good game by palace zaha benteke played really really well uh, both of them so that was good to see um as he also played really well he was a really good addition this summer like you said um in one of the first episodes when we talked about transfers but he's really dynamic he can get a good ball and he can take people on one-on-one and he's not afraid so um good game by crystal palace definitely something that they should be looking to build off of uh and i guess with the west Brom, you kind of chalk this one up to Losing your best player, being down a man, scoring an own goal, doing everything wrong. So, yeah. Yeah, luckily um, luckily for West Brom, though, uh, Fulham and Burnley are still right there with them 
only a goal difference off Burnley and a point off Fulham. And um, Brighton, we'll get to them later. They just can't seem to get a win. Like, I don't think they're a bad team at all, to be honest. I, they, I don't know what's wrong with them. They just seem like the most unlucky team in the league. But uh, that, that, you know, <laughs> the worst team in the league, unequivocally, I don't give a shit. Sheffield United one, Leicester City two. You you the draw was in play here, man. You almost had the yeah. you almost had a big money play on this, but fortunately for me, Leicester City was able to pull it out. Two big chances created, two big chances missed for Leicester. So I don't even know how they did this, but uh, Io Perez, sweet volley, shitty defending by Sheffield for the first goal, and then Ollie McBurney, big money signing, scores his first goal of the season. Off an assist from who? John Lundstrom. Yep, they're so desperate that this man who's not on the contract next year knows he's leaving. Everybody knows he's leaving. Then guess what? They'd rather stay in the Premier League. So he's uh, Chris Wilder's going to swallow his pride and play his best attacking midfielder, which I agree with. And then um, added times comes on. You think that it's going to be a draw, but no, no, no. James Madison plays a peach of a ball through to Jamie Vardy, absolutely smashes it and then absolutely smashes the corner flag afterwards. Um, Jamie Vardy came up at Sheffield Wednesday, so this was a huge derby for him, and uh, he put he put his old-school rivals away. And Sheffield United now on one point from 11 games. If you project this out to the full 38-game schedule, they will get relegated. They will be one yeah. of the worst teams in history. But that being said math and we like math here we like math we like it a lot they'll win a game they have to win a game soon like they, they have to win a game soon so i think it might be worth it just square play sheffield every week they're going to be amazing plus money and one week soon they're going to win yeah um they have to win i mean they can't be bad would that be? yeah like, they can't be this bad they were fighting sense. for europa league last year ever since they scored that goal that didn't become a goal because goal line technology wasn't working against Villa. They've just been terrible. Mm-hmm. They've been so bad. And it's kind of sad. But, you know, given that Leicester completely dominated this game in every single facet of it, good job by Sheffield for, uh, you know, scoring a goal, keeping it tied, being minutes away from a draw. But, um, fortunately, they turned off a little too early. And it cost them, but Vardy coming up clutch, as you said. And, um, yeah, just Sheffield, come on, man. Come on. Really should have had a point in this one. Really should have. But no, they really should have had a point. Yeah, it's, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe things get easier for them because, uh, you know, they have Southampton next week. That's a little easier. Not really. Then they have United, a little harder. And then... The wind's not coming soon. The wind's not coming soon, but it will come. I, I really – everybody ends up, no matter how bad you are, no matter if you get rele- – how bad you get relegated by, everybody ends up with around 30 points at the bottom of the table. Every year. It is what happens. So they need – they're going to get these wins soon. Or maybe they're historically bad. I don't think they're historically bad. I don't want to believe that Chris Wilder is the manager of a historically bad team. I don't – I will not. Well, I accept. They'll probably beat United after United beat City, though. 
Honestly, bro, dude, that would be so United and so City, and then so everything. If United beat City, hammer Sheffield. Hammer Sheffield to win. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Um, Oof. Next game on the weekend, though, North London Derby. It was a special win for Josie Mourinho and the men. You you could really see the emotion he had after the game. Yeah, the fist pump. He had the fist pump. He went up and just smacked the fuck out of Ark. No, he didn't smack him. He just gave him a little face tap. Love tap, In the, yeah. in the post-game presser, he even said, um, you know, I, I admire Mikel very much as a manager. It's clear he, he's learned a lot from Pep, um, but it's too bad his, his side and Pep City side both lost 2-0 to my Spurs. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. I love this guy. I, I just love him so much. He posted three Instagram posts. If you're not giving that dude a follow, like, what are you doing? Why do you have Instagram if you're not following Josie Mourinho? Um, but let's get into the game. Hyungming Son with an absolute worldie in the 13th minute. Curled it in from outside the box. When Hoybear saw he fucking scored that, he just puts his arms up. He just puts his arms up. He's in disbelief. And Hoybear's a guy who can bang him from outside the box on occasion. So to impress him to, to the extent that he's just putting his arms up in disbelief, amazing. And who assisted him? Obviously Harry Kane. They, um, I'm convinced, if, if you've ever seen Dragon Ball Z, they do a, a little fusion technique. They touch the fingers together and the two people become one person. That is how Kane and Son are playing right now. Tele, 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 telepathic. Wow. Um, but in the 45th minute, Harry Kane gets an assist right back from Hyoming Son. Bar down. Nice goal. Um, Arsenal had 70% possession. 70% possession. You know how many big chances they created? Oh, I'm gonna go out of limb. Like I really hope it's not true, but zero, none. Wow, none. And you know, they, they, so they actually have a different stat for them because they're so bad. You know how many counterattacks Arsenal went on? Oh God, six, zero, zero. Yeah, they had the ball and they literally did nothing with it. This team is so uncreative. They're so Arteta bad. Arteta ball, baby. Arteta, Arteta ball. Arteta ball. It makes – what is Arteta ball? Yeah, you might be a little more solid at the back than usual, but guess what? Nobody gives a shit about that when you're one of the worst goal-scoring teams in the league. That's not hyperbole. That's just fact. It's um, kind of like – suck. It's kind of like going to Walmart and deciding between name brand and great value. Mm-hmm. Like, City's the name brand, and then – Arsenal's like the opened, ripped up bag of store brand Cheerios that is the last yeah. one. So you have to get it. Yeah. But, oh my God. Not it even, can only get better from here, though. They're not even hunting that. Yeah, it can only get better, though. Can well, it, I think it can get much worse. Well, it I, can, I think but like, you really don't think they're going to get relegated. Well, you hope they, well, I hope they do get relegated. I think they're going to be in a relegation spot one day. I, I think it's I don't think they'll get relegated, but I think maybe for one week they'll be there. Arteta out. Um You think he gets fired this season if they can. Oh, he's getting fired this season. It really sucks though, because like I don't I don't blame him at all. Um I I don't know. I, I, I think he had something to do with the Partey signing. I wanna say that he had something to do with it, but he what did he add to this team really? Like he he's a hardworking midfielder, and I guess you can't have Jaka or Ceballos playing in that role. You really only have fucking what's the dude's name? 
El Nani. El Nani, yeah, he's the only one that can kind of fill who's, in for that kind of job. Who's been but, better than Partey since yeah. Partey's been here? Partey's been hurt the whole time too, so I don't know. It, <laughs> hindsight again, twenty twenty, but I'm not that this deal was ever going to happen. But Arsenal had the funds for it. They should have got a war. They should have thrown the fucking blank checkbook at a war. Yeah. Um, he would have made this team much better because at the end of the day, Rob Holding was making a lot of runs upfield trying to create. And I feel bad for the guy. He he shouldn't have to do that, but he does have to do that. And it, there's, <laughs> it, this team sucks. Um, yeah, I, I'm – I'm really at a loss for words for Arsenal right now. This is this is partially hate because Arsenal fans are so fucking delusional about their team. Like everybody, the the ones I know in person, I know several. Most are delusional, and on Twitter, they're all delusional. I don't know what TV screen they're watching, so I'm just pumping this hate into the airwaves until y'all admit that you're not a good team. So, <laughs> this is what it is. Sorry. Yeah. Just uh, all right. It's it's kind of sad. It is. It's it's sad. It's a it's a historical club. Arsene Wenger. Like I have huge respect for what he's done for the game in terms of sports science, recruiting, professionalism. Arsenal Football Club changed sports, not just soccer. They changed sports as a whole, and the way you take care of yourself, and the way you um, you treat your body. Um, and in terms of soccer, he really changed the recruitment world. So it's it's sad. It's sad to see. Yeah, it's also sad how. Arteta, this team has no creativity, and without a doubt, your best creative player. You just let him collect four hundred grand a week Turkey. playing PS two. Just yeah, relax. Um, I I mean, like it's happened with multiple managers. So part of me wants to think that Ozo's just a just a cuck bitch, and he, he just can't be worked with. But another part of me remembers Josie Mourinho said he was the best ten in the world at one time. So that is extremely high praise from the oh-so-special one. So I'll, I'll take that to the bank over yeah. over what Unai and Arteta think of you. Yeah, no one, no one but Mesut Ozil has been the assist leader in the World Cup, the Euro, the Premier League, uh, La Liga, and I think he won one in Germany too. Yes, he so did. So yeah, maybe he doesn't get back. But that's why you sign a guy like Partey. To play so you can, him yeah, and you, do and the stuff he doesn't solid. want to do. So you guys solid at the back. You you can risk having a little, yeah, a little, little lazy split. motherfucker up top, whatever. Because yeah. Laka goes back. Lacazette plays a lot of defense for a striker. Well, good, so, yeah, because he does nothing on offense. So no, he does nothing on offense. Like Spurs, absolutely, dude. When I say Sissoko and Hoiberg had their front three in their pocket the whole game, like. I love the way Mourinho plays defense. It's so amazing. If we could emulate something similar in pro clubs, I think we would never score <laughs> see the goal, but we don't have the bodies to do that. But um is what it is. Or a goalkeeper. Or a cough yeah. cough. <clears throat> um speaking of goalkeepers though, this guy looking to looking to break the curse twice. Talking about Irishmen. Kalmin Kelleher made his debut for Liverpool and had a really good game. Three saves, three inside the box. One off a, I think, Podence chipped it. He runs all the way across the goal, taps it out. It was a really nice save. Um, we were on the wrong side of this one. And, you know, again, hindsight's twenty twenty. I did not realize that this was Anfield's first game with fans. 
as soon as I turn tune into the game, I see them singing whatever they sing. I don't is it you'll never walk alone. I don't give a shit. I don't know what the song is. They're all holding up their scarves, all packed into one section. The South stands. Fabinho looks like he has tears in his eyes. He looks like he's about to fucking murder somebody. The vibes, immaculate, bro. Immaculate. And for that reason, Liverpool obviously won 4-0. They absolutely dominated. Um, Mo Salah opened up the scoring. Um, lifelong Liverpool fan, agent Connor Cody, largely at fault for this. You had the chance to just boot that shit out with your head. Just send it as far as you can. But... um. Then he decided to chest it. He decided to chest it. <laughs> Mohamed Salah snuck in. Uh, second goal came after the half. Genie Wayne Alden picks up the ball maybe 50 meters from goal. Everybody backs the fuck off him. Everybody backs off him. And he just scores an absolute banger. Um, third goal came off a peach of a cross from Mo Salah. I think it was a corner. They played it into Mo. Mo crosses it in. It was peach of a ball. Beautiful. And then Nelson Semedo responsible for an own goal. You know what Nelson Semedo loves doing? Screwing up. Lo- losing 4-0 at Anfield. Because you know the last time he played at Anfield? I guess. Um, I guess. That 4-0 Barca, yeah. bro. Wow. Crazy. Crazy. Um, yeah. What a game by Liverpool, though. Like, for real. Uh, I mean, Bobby Firmino sh- should have scored, but... So, sorry, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, just domination. It's crazy how different Liverpool are with like even a couple fans in the stand, uh, and just the more fans that they get, I think the more dominating they'll become. And but still stand firm in my prediction: they miss out on the Champions League. So, um yeah. yeah. <laughs> that uh it could, it could, but uh you know who's really uh making a case for that not gonna happen? Liverpool. Liverpool and more specifically on Liverpool, Curtis Jones. I thought he had a really good game. I thought he was very active on the ball and played some really nice passes. He looks like he's gonna be a a nice player in that Liverpool midfield. Plus, he has the thick, curly brown hair. You know, you got to love that look on somebody. So, Curtis Jones, good game by you, bud. Yeah, good job. Um, Last game on the weekend, though, you had the Silky Seagulls. I had the Southamptons, and the Southamptons got away with a win. Pascal Gross scores another penalty in the 26th minute. East Brighton's figured that part of the game out. They have a penalty taker who can score them consistently. How much does Pascal Gross add besides that? I don't think too much. Um, I think he's a bit over the hump at this point, but it uh, he, he can score penalties, I guess. But Yannick Vestergaard, um, much like Kurt Zuma, absolutely dangerous in the air. This man is huge, and if you, you need to just mark the fuck out of him. Just have two people hugging him, basically. Only thing you can do to stop him. They equalize before halftime. Danny Ings gets in from Musa Gineppo. Nathan Redmond gets in for Theo Walcott. And eventually, Kyle Walker-Peters draws a penalty. Danny Ings locks it home in the 81st. And um, Brighton had their chances, man. They really had their chances. Uh, there was one goal 
not goal. There was one chance in particular that was really bad. It was um, Theo Walcott could have gotten on the – no, not Theo Walcott. Danny Welbeck. I keep confusing them, those old mm-hmm. bastards. But Danny Welbeck could have gotten on the end of one. It was like a sloppy ball in the box. But then the Brighton – his teammate was offsides, though. Touched it. Play goal is dead. If, I think if he just left that alone, that might be an easy goal. What do you think about this game? Uh, yeah, I agree with that last point you made. Definitely could have been an easy goal. Um, and then Brighton just super unlucky, eh? Uh, especially when it comes to penalties and deciding games. I mean, this one, after I saw the, the VAR reviews and all the replays of it, I did think it was a penalty like where the foul actually occurred. But going back a couple of weeks, they gave up a penalty after the full-time whistle uh, against someone. So, you know, just unlucky when it comes to that. But Southampton played well. Uh, but one thing that I kind of noticed about them is they're almost useless outside of set pieces. Like, if you can hold them to not have a set piece the entire game or have very few, you got a really good chance of getting points and even a win out of a game against them, no matter who you are. So I think that should be a main focus uh, for anyone, including Southampton, to get better from open play. But Because set pieces are deadly. Like, probably the best in the league from a dead ball. So, yeah, that would be my only piece of criticism for them. But I walked out of there with three points unlucky potter you know uh do you think brighton will be in a relegation fight this year no i i think that the the chances will start to fall at some point they'll pick up some results they're they're going to be close but they're not going to be in a fight i don't think um because they're not a bad football team like they're just not i don't like i i watch them and i like the way they play they have some issues at the back but they're not terrible they have Ben White back there. He was amazing for Leeds last year. And um, they have decent wing – they have amazing wingbacks. What am I saying? Their midfield's a little little pussy, I'll, I'll be honest. And their, their, their front three is lacking some kind of creativity. But they get chances. Solly Marsh, amazing player, I think. Um, and I don't know. I think they're going to get better. They, they have to get better. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're just super unlucky. They are super unlucky. That's not debatable. That's that's, like, that's half of what you need to go down. The other half is not converting your chance being bad. And at the moment, they're doing all of that. Yeah. So, you're right. uh, I just, I don't want them to go down. I think they're always a solid team in the Premier League, but I don't know. It's it's not looking good. And Maupai is terrible. He's terrible. Really bad. Yeah. Scores one pen to take the lead in like 20th minute, like eight weeks ago, and hasn't done anything since. Starts fucking smelling his own farts. <laughs> French bastard. Um, well, that was the Premier League. We did all right. We did all right. Um, what was the official total? That's one and one. That's one, two. You did, but be- you beat me this week for sure. I think you got like six and I got like four. Oh no, you got yeah. But um yeah, it was a it was a decent week. Decent week, but a crazy week in the Champions League last weekend. Um 
before we get into previewing the important games, there is one man that we must talk about for his performance last week in the Champions League. And I want to talk about him because I need to, I need to learn y'all something. I need to learn y'all something. It's called the exaggerated swagger of a light-skinned Dutch teenager. And if you've ever seen Serginho Dest play soccer, you know what I'm talking about. This man don't give an absolute fuck, bro. I love how he just takes people on all the time. He's dribbling past people. He didn't have a stat in this game, but he was easily Barca's best attacker down the right. And it's, you know what the nicest thing to, to me to see uh, is um, when Barcelona play, and in particular when Messi plays, is one of his favorite balls to play is a nice diagonal out to Jordi Alba. That's his man. Know where he looks now? He looks out right to the boy, to the boy Serginho. Oh my God, he's so good. I think he's the best American in the world. Your, your thoughts on, on our just swagadocious, light-skinned teenager? No, yeah, he's definitely the best American in the world right now. Like, I don't even think it's close. Like, yeah, Pulisic's good. McKinney scored. He's really good. Like, Adams is good, but none of them hold a candle to this guy. That's I mean, he is, crazy. He's one of the first names on the team sheet for Barcelona. Um, that do I have to say more? I mean, no, that plays like- on Messi's side. Like you said, Messi's looking out for him now. Scored his first goal, creates. And a quote from the uh, Cadez manager that they played in La Liga over the weekend was that when they took off Dest and brought on Trincao, who is an actual attacking winger, not a fullback, mm-hmm. he was happy because all of their attacking output from out wide came off. With Dest. And yeah. he said it couldn't have been better because it forced them to play narrow. And that's um, as big a compliment a manager can pay you that he took a sigh of relief when you came off the field. Mm-hmm. So, um, and keep in mind, he said only wide output, and I'm pretty sure that guy named Lionel Messi's a right wing. So, I, I, I he's he's insane. He's an he elite physical elite. specimen. Yes, he is. Um, Patties, though, let's uh. No slouches. Fifth in La Liga right now. What the fuck? Just got yeah. promoted. <laughs> we thought the Premier League was drugged. Nah. In Spain, they off the head, man. They, they're crazy over there, dude. The hen rock. The hen rock. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, shout out Serginho Dest. That was a quick little aside about our American boy. Now, let's get into important games of the Champions League. We're not going to predict all of them because some of them are already locked up. You know, Chelsea, Sevilla, they're through. But um, in Group F, though, huge game. Lazio versus Club Bruges. Win and you get in, boys. Um, so who, who, do you think, who do you think takes it? Oof, I, I, don't, I don't have a gut feeling on who wins, but I want Bruges to win. Like, I would, yeah, they have an American, but uh, I just think – out of the games I've seen from this group, I feel like they've played harder than Lazio. Like they put more effort into it. Uh, and it's just, I feel like they're more deserving because Lazio can get out of the tier today with a draw and still make it anything but a loss for him. But if Bruges is able to come out with a win against a side that is 
in a bigger league, a better team. Uh, I'm looking forward to that happening. And yeah, I think it'll happen. So Bruges beats Lazio two nothing. Yeah, um, Bruges definitely outplayed Lazio in their first meeting. Unfortunately, they only got a draw, but they had more possession, more shots on target, more big chances created. So um, I like Emmanuel Dennis. I like the uh, Horvath, right? Yeah. I like, you know, obviously got to support the Americans. Lazio, um, they're a bunch of old bastards still get knocked out in the next round regardless. Club Bruges has the potential to be an upset special because of their young talent and their athleticism. So I'd rather they get in. Um, Dortmund's obviously in by St. Petersburg. It was nice yeah. knowing you. Bye, bye, Dehan Malbrun. It was <laughs> nice having you back in the, the. Have you seen the latest Champions cartoon? Yeah, yeah, they're Marcus all good. Rashford feeding the hungry kids, baby. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So fuck to Mourinho though, given <laughs> that he just beat them. But <laughs> maybe, maybe next like year he should, man. he should go to the big house next year. He's yeah, he's coming to the big house. They already got a suite set up. Spurs you know, Spurs. I don't know. I don't know, dude. Every every passing week, it's like, are they going to Spurs? It is. It's going to happen. Just the later they delay it, <clears throat> the more epic of a tragedy it'll be. So, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that would be so embarrassing. But um, another important game. So uh, for Barcelona, Juventus, Conrad De La Fuente might play. That's the only thing I care about, really. He should play because both these teams are in. So hopefully we get some American Derby in here. Um, what we what we missed out on the first time out and uh, the Europa League game, Dynamo Kiev versus Fran Charvos. Um, I have a very strong feeling that Fran Charvos is going to get in to the Europa League. It's a plus money play, and I'm I'm they they got in through playoffs. They have the heart to do it, and I think that they're not gonna they're not gonna be denied a chance at Europa League. Yeah, I, I'm not. I I don't know. I'm not going to call that one. It's just like, yeah, it's two two smaller yeah. teams. It's yeah, just, it's just couldn't care less about it. Uh, and but you know, I'll I'll go against you. I'll say Kiev. They're going to smash them. Just smash them. Run them off the field. But yeah, it could happen. It could happen. Um, but probably won't happen. Who is going to smash somebody off the field, though? PSG is going to absolutely take it to the Turkish. Um, you may disagree. I don't care, though, because PSG's beating these guys. Well, no, they are. Do, do they, they are? are? Okay. Yeah, okay. Not, I don't think All they'll right. smash, but they'll definitely win. I think it won't be like 5 nothing or 4 nothing. It'll be like 2 nothing, 2-1. Two, oh, Istanbul's not a pushover, bro. They're not a They're pushover. not a pushover, but PSG is really good. They have really talented players. They've, so they've they just played well that. once in this, in this group. So right. far. They've had one good game. I, I can't argue with that, but I, I feel like this is, and it was against a team with a red card. So, yeah, I mean, Fair. Fair. they haven't done enough to prove to me that besides having the names. That Speaking they're... of that team with a red card though, RB Leipzig takes on Manchester United, the creme de la creme, the game of the week. You guys have a huge week. You have a huge week. You have the Derby and you have this. And um, did you see RB Leipzig's game at the weekend? No. They outplayed Bayern Munich, bro. 3-3 draw. And I'm sorry. Doubling down. You guys are going to the Europa League, bud. Peace, Man United. What you think? I I think think you're forgetting about something. There's a guy named Bruno Fernandes who 
will f- literally not allow this team to go back to Kazakhstan because of the bad times he had there last year. Um, so they're going to – United don't lose this game. They can't – they're without a very important player in Fred who I think you will see right away how important he'll be missed. But um, Bruno's insane. He is uh, he, he's one of the best players in the world right now, and that's not even a question. Uh, and it's, it's United. It's United, so they, they don't like it easy. But United win, and Marcus Rashford just going to Rashford over everyone. But no Cavani or Martial does suck, though. And no yeah, that really sucks. sucks. And we'll no see Cavani's if De Gea plays. So, no Cavani is definitely going to hurt you because Red Bull's uh, weakness is in the air, for sure. Weakness is in the air. And yeah. um, Bruno and Marcus played 45 minutes. I didn't think Ali wanted them to. That's why they didn't start, but they had to. And um, no disrespect because I agree with you 100% about both of them. Uh, Bruno's world-class, one of the best, can- probably the best attacking midfielder in the world right now. Maybe maybe you can argue Muller, but that's really it in my opinion. Um, Tyler Adams is going to fucking pocket him all day. I'm sorry, dude. He's, He's not. done. The, the, the American dream. This is coming out party, man. I mean, last year was coming out partying when he, when he scored that goal, uh, sent him through, but he's going to have a really good game. He had a really good game last weekend. He's all over the place. Um, and he's going to cause you guys problems. He's going to be the main reason why, uh, Leipzig is able to shut you guys down up top. And, um, I, I feel Christian and Kunku. I feel him scoring on y'all. I like that guy. He's, he's been playing amazing for Leipzig lately. And I feel like he's going to score another one. Well, it's going to be tough. Cause, uh, Leipzig are without many key uh, important players. Probably the most notable one being Upamakano. No Upamakano today due to suspension. But uh, I'm fine. trying to pull up the, the list because there's a list of like a That's, good bit of players. I got you. They're missing Heinrichs. Oh, they're missing Klosterman. Oh, shit. Yeah. So it's oh, like. Oh, wow. <laughs> they're missing two center backs. That sucks. Yeah. So it's going to be. Which is why Cavani is a huge miss today because he would have exploded yeah. the hell out of that. No, that makes so much, dude, because the, the one goal that the, – the e- latest equalizer, because they were up 3-2. Free header. Free header in the middle of the box because the center backs were just doing jack shit. Yeah. So Cavani think, He would have had a field day. He would have had a field day. Yeah. And Luke Shaw's back too for United. So, so five at the back. Disgusting. Hate Not Luke yet. Shaw. Yeah, he too bad. He's insane. So, uh, yeah, no, United easily take this, especially due to all the problems that uh, Leipzig have right now. So they, have they problems, lose, but they're still getting. They lose. It's just going to be. Uh. I know. Well, Open McConnell I'm, played at the weekend, though. He did. He and did. He is right. their best player. He is so. their second best player. Their best player, Tyler Adams, is better. Mm-hmm. Tyler Adams is amazing, dude. Like I he's feel like good, he's, but he's not Upa Makano. If United had Tyler Adams, that solves your sixth problem. No, unequivocally. Solves United, it. United already have Fred. Then Tyler Adams is better than Fred. No, that's not blasphemous. True. I don't want to. I don't. I'm not true anymore. This. Not true. I'm, I'm speaking gospel over here. You're spitting Satanist shit back at me. Well, um, well, he maybe he could be if he wasn't hurt every other week. 
Hey, is it first? You stop talking about my man's like that, yeah, right? I ain't, I ain't no, 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 no. I think I'm. I think I see some red, blue, and yellow in your heart. Not that red, white, and blue, bro. What's Maybe, going on here? It's it's today. Uh, today I look at him as a German, and fair. That's all. And he, he's an injury-prone, talented player, just yeah. like Christian Pulisic. Who sucks for scoring? Don't remind me. I know. Fucking Christian Pulisic, injury prone as hell, but hopefully that stops. Um, Next group, marquee game of the weekend. Second marquee game of the weekend. We got Red Bull Salzburg versus Atletico Madrid. And this is going to be amazing because Atletico Madrid are going to park the bus on a team that's not as talented as them. And Jesse Marsh is going to throw that kitchen sink at those boys. but that being said, Atletico Madrid has been railing results in all comps, dude. They haven't been very good in Champions League, but in La Liga, they're rock solid. They're they're in a title race, and uh, I really, I really like want to hope that Salzburg can get the win that they need to get in. But Europa League isn't isn't bad, so as long as they, as long as Lokomotiv doesn't overtake them, I think that'll be fine. So. Good the game, fans though. in uh, Australia yet? That game no idea, dude. No idea. I feel like there would be. You know, it's one of those countries that's just like go at it, kind of yeah. like Ukraine. So, um, I definitely see Leipzig or not Leipzig. Definitely not Leipzig. I definitely see Red Bull Salzburg winning this game because Atletico only need a point, and I think the point they're looking for is zero zero. Oh, they've but, been having fans since September. Oh yeah, no. Right. <laughs> Salzburg, it's over. Dal Felix though could put the game on his back and score two. He did the last time they played three two. He's, he's the so only reason that happened. Get, he needs to get out of Atletico Madrid. So good. He should have come to City. No, he, would he needs be, to leave. He would be our talisman right now. He would be starting every week, and he's he'd be go fine. To, he's gonna go to Liverpool. Please don't. He's gonna. Please don't. Gonna, when uh, when Mane goes to Madrid, when he's like thirty two. Ooh, 32. Yeah. Another old signing from Madrid. Another washed winger. Yeah. But um, uh, this group probably another huge day of games. Group B. First game is Inter versus Shakhtar Dolhatesk. Um, as it stands right now, Gladbach is eight. Shakhtar and Real Madrid on seven. Uh, Real Madrid. Is it is it head to head or goal difference? Uh, it's head to head first and then goal difference. Makes sense because Shakhtar has minus seven, Madrid has zero. So I was like, "What the fuck?" Mm. That doesn't make sense. Then Inter has five, so everybody's still alive. Absolute scenes. Uh, last time Inter and Shakhtar met up, zero zero draw. Um, but since then, Inter Milan has found a bit of form in all comps. They lost to Real Madrid off after getting a red card. And other than those two games against Real Madrid, they haven't dropped any points. Shakhtar, they've been playing all right. They beat Real Madrid last week. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to back Inter Milan because this is a kitchen sink game. Uh, bigger teams win kitchen sink games. Uh, I think it'll be fun. <laughs> I think it'll be fun to see Los Galacticos in the Europa League. Uh, oh, I hope. Yeah, because they have the toughest game. Cloudbark has easily been the best team in the group. 
uh, not the points don't show up, just the way they play, the how they play, how they're not scared of anyone. And I don't think they're going to settle for points here. I think they're going to come at Madrid with everything they got. Well, not everything they got, but they're going to play. They're going to play it like an important game as they should. And um, I think, like you said, Inter is going to throw the kitchen sink, and uh, Shakhtar just going to absorb, absorb, and then pounce and hit them. So. We'll see. I got Gladbach and Shakhtar going through. I mean, which would be crazy. That would, that would throw your Champions League prediction down the drain. But yeah, thanks. I, for I, I, I really, I really don't like Real Madrid how they play. Um, they're they're doing better than Barcelona and La Liga, but uh, this ain't La Liga anymore, boys. This is Mujin Gladbach. Yeah, I was talking to. One of our friends who is a casual Real Madrid fan said, Mujin Gladbach, who? Who they? I'm like, <laughs> gotta find out. You gotta find out. Short memory for those guys, I guess. They don't remember the draw, but it's whatever. Um, uh, group Cupcake has already settled. Porto and City are through. Group D, um, Atalanta or Ajax can get in. Liverpool's already through. And who plays? Ajax versus Atalanta. Atalanta only need a draw, though. Um, but that's not the way they play. They're going to go at these guys anyway. It's going to be a good game, regardless of what either team needs. Both teams to score is a mortal lock. Um, but at the end of the day... Oh, man. I think, I, I think Atalanta will get through. What do you think? Um, I don't know. I it depends if uh, Adam Diallo plays Atalanta get through, but um, if he doesn't, then it's Ajax. So yeah, it's a tough one. They're very evenly matched, but I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. This I could definitely see this one ending in a draw, which means I had a lot to go through. But I could also see this being just completely one-sided either way. So I don't know. But I'll stick with my first choice, Ajax, to get through. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Um, he, he's not going to start. I'm not. If anything comes on as a sub, but so mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully, it can make a difference. Um, but that is that is our Champions League predictions. Um, let us let us know what you think. And uh, in other news, Conmebol Libertadores is back up. If you guys who like that South American soccer, it's actually pretty decent. I, I enjoy watching it. There's some very talented teams and players in Brazil, especially uh, today. We got Grêmio versus Santos. Um, hammer, 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 Santos, bro. Hammer the fuck out of them. Just hammer them. Uh, but that is that is our Champions League for the weekend. Any anything else? Any any American news? Any any French news? Any any agent news? I I think there might be a little story on um, a certain French overrated midfielder mm-hmm. and his world class agent. But um, so Paul Pogba, current Manchester United number six looked at as one of the best midfielders in the world a little time ago, now looked at as someone who can barely make the field for this United team. 
His agent, Mino Raiola, came out yesterday before the biggest game of United season and said the following. Paul Pogba's time at Manchester United is done. Uh, this is before they play Leipzig the day before. The, easily the biggest game, like I said, of the season. And the best part about this, this interview with Tuto Sport was recorded a week ago. Mino Rayola and the media released it the second that Manchester United's plane took off to Leipzig. So no one at United could see it, and then they would just land and get the aftermath. It is a whole just weird situation for everyone involved, United, Pogba, Mino. Um, But there's a lot of things to look at. For example, that even in the quote in the same interview with Tudor Sport, he said that he was going to erase FIFA from existence, not the organization, uh, the video game. He he's going to work to get FIFA gone, which is, which is, I don't know. I don't know what that means, but um, it's according to all their failing to play player stuff that uh, they've been going through the past couple of weeks, but this is not something new to United. This is not something new to Rayola, and this is not something new to uh, Pogba with the amount that they talk and underperform on the field. And it's a little weird to me that he has his first decent game in months, and it comes out just like that. Years even since that time at the Eddie had. But it's since Super Saiyan 2 Pogba. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. It's... I had stuff to say on this because I have I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist myself, but uh, I'll, I'll let what are you got any thoughts on it before I blow minds? Before you blow minds, uh, I'll give uh, I'll give my two cents before you blow some minds in this bitch. Um, I think it's ridiculous that this is happening. Um, uh, if if Pogba knows about this, which I assume he does, I just can't see it because you look at great athletes and great agents you know i was talking about this before you look at rob palinka kobe you look at rich paul and lebron james you think of paul pogba and this this italian fuck and i i i have a very hard time believing that pogba did not know of this and even did not approve of this um the conflicting messages in unison with pogba posting on his instagram weird as hell it's a super distraction for the team. If I'm Ali Gunnar Solskjaer, I'd leave him. I'd leave that motherfucker in, in, in Manchester. But that, that's why they were strategic about it, and they released it after they took off. Super fucked up, super slimy, super grimy. Pull out. Get him out of there. Like he, he, I feel bad for him. I used to feel bad for him. But Patrice Ever is an idiot. He deserves all of this hate. He deserves all of it. He brings it on himself. He's a he's a cancer, and he, he needs to get out of that team for you guys to improve. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely agree that uh, I've been Paul out for a couple weeks now. Uh, not that I don't like him, but just that he's no fuck him. I like him. You know, he's fun to watch when he plays well. But that's the thing. He's paid too much money to be on the bench because Van de Beek does what he does. Not exactly like he can't play those crazy long balls, but he fits better to United's team in Pogba's position. And that he's just way too expensive to keep on the bench at all times and bring him on as a 70th minute sub. So I think it's best for both parties if he leaves. 
But the conspiracy theory is that no publicity is bad publicity. So there are four parties involved in this whole transaction. Mino Reola, one. Paul Pogba, two. Ali, three. And Manchester United, four. Parties one and four, Mino and United, are in on this. They knew about this interview. They knew when it was going to release. Pogba and Ali, however, kept in the dark so they could stop preventing it. And then they have to deal with the press conferences today before the game dealing with it. So Pogba had one good game. He had a pretty good game, scored a banger goal of the week, in my opinion. Uh, But hadn't done anything before that. So if this never came out, you wouldn't be talking about Pogba. Now you're talking about him. Now there are stories that Zidane wants him at Madrid in January and he's ready to pay. Now there are stories of swap deals from uh, Juventus with Ronaldo. Like I said months ago, just calling that on here. Uh, but yeah, it's just so many moving parts that benefit both parties. Cause the more Pog was talked about, the higher his price goes, the less he's talked about, the less they're going to get for him. United want the most out of him while getting rid of him and keeping him happy. Mino Rayola wants the highest agent fee possible and wants Pogba out of there so he can get another agent fee. Pogba and Ali want to win now. They both want to win. They, like, you can say all you want, but it's uh, they're focused on United while the other two are focused on themselves. So I just think United told Mino, this is okay. Fire it out this time. He obliged. They're going to work together to get this deal. Cause he even said, he even said during this rant that he had good relationships with Ed Woodward and he has been throwing Ollie under the bus. Like it's his job. And I quote Holland is like Ebro when he was 20. Solskjaer is a good guy, but he was dead wrong when he's talked about Erling. It would be better if Solskjaer had thought about finding a way to make Pogba play like a champion instead of talking about other people. So just completely disregarding his well-being. But uh, yeah, I think I think there's some colluding going on here for United to get the biggest fee and uh, also keep good relationships with Rayola for Holland when he comes to United. So we'll see. But um, yeah, also a Pogba masterclass today because of all this to even add fuel to the fire. So, Oh my God. That's the conspiracy theory. Heard it here first. When he goes for 80 million to Madrid or Ronaldo plus 40 million to United. Uh, you know where you heard it. That is... Um... If that is true, that's honestly the most dysfunctional shit I've ever heard in my life. Is it that's ridiculous? Yes, is that is though? so fucking dysfunctional. That is from ridiculous who's... that you guys would do something like this. From whose that point shows of view? the incompetence of the Glazers and Woodward and the selfishness of of the agent of Pogba all at the same time. And um, is that is that far fetched? Is I, no, I, I think it's believable, and I think you yeah. guys are just that dysfunctional. Like that's but I don't that's not a good thing. That's it may be dysfunction, no, dysfunction. Like leaving out parties two and three, Pogba and Solskjaer, but they're getting what they want in party four, and party one's also getting what they want. So in their eyes, it's competency, it's excelling even. So I think it's run like a business, as everyone knows, and business is dog eat dog. 
and they're trying to eat the dog. Honestly, this just this just looks like a fucking pissing competition between United's board and, and Rayola. It, they they're just both flopping it on the fucking table and saying theirs is bigger. That's that's honestly what the optics look like. This is dysfunctional as fuck. Uh, I disagree wholeheartedly with your premise that Pogba wants to win. Um, people who want to win give a shit about defense, and he does not. I, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a striker. If you want to win, you get back and you make some plays, dude. Pogba's a lazy fuck, and he Pogba, doesn't care. Pogba gets back when he needs to get back. He gives penalties. He, he, he gives handballs off of free kicks. There's so many instances of him just being a lazy, non-engaged bastard on defense. So I, I, I don't think he wants to win. I don't think he cares about that kind of shit. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not out on Paul. And, I used to like him. but And, and you can tell he loves the club from just the stuff Can you, though? Or is he this can. all just fake? You can. No, it's – he's – when new people come to the club, they only talk about how helpful he's been. They only talk about the good things. Yeah, yeah the media can say all that stuff like, oh, bust-ups and training, bust-ups with Mourinho. <clears throat> if him and Mourinho really had fights, how come every time they've met since they Mourinho hug. was yeah. sacked, they hug and talk for a couple? Well, that's Mourinho. Like, it's, that's his relationship with everybody. I really, yeah, but like, yeah. is, that, is that Pogba, though? Is it Pogba if someone's done him wrong to still be friends with yeah. him like that? I don't think it is. So... I think all that's hoopla. He's a great guy, and he's just yeah. he's just misinterpreted. But he needs to leave because uh, all this stuff, true or not, it's hurting the team. And uh, Donny Van de Beek's better than him. So yeah, this kind of like eerily reminds me of Carson Wentz in Philadelphia oh situation. God, no, but no, listen, listen, no, dude, wanna... but listen, you guys got the big money for Pogba, and then what do you do? You buy his replacement. And expect him to perform. That fucks with people. I'm sorry. That fucks with people. You're fucking with his head. It's, Baby, I mean, you get a promotion at your job. Right? You get a promotion. Yeah. They give you like a new contract. But you see, you also see at the same time, they just had a young buck straight out of college doing the same shit you do. What are you doing? Are you keeping your head down and grinding? Or are you yeah. checking out and sending out some resumes? No, I'm keeping my head down to grind. Yeah. Because they wouldn't have promoted me. They wouldn't have gave me the bag if they didn't believe. Oh, and, God. And what's everyone's complaining? Oh, Pogba doesn't want to play deep-lying playmaker. He doesn't want to do this, doesn't want to do that. He does it with France and no one complains. Like, I don't, I don't see what it is. I'm sorry that he wants to play number 10. Sure, when he played there for United, he wasn't good enough and they were bad. So they brought in a number 10 who they are. I know it doesn't matter, but they have accumulated the most points in the league since Bruno's rot. Like, I'm sorry. It's not like this him and Pogba are like, uh, who's better, who's better. No, like Bruno is a top two attacking midfielder in the world right now. Pogba's maybe a top 15 center mid. Maybe, maybe, probably not. But Probably not. Yeah, like, so I don't think there should be a conversation. He should just play his role that he plays with France, and it's not his fault that he's used to playing with Conte in this position. Maybe that's what Fred can do, but like I said the other day, Pogba needs an all-star team around him to unlock him. And Bruno took a bad team and made it better. He did. And I'm not, I'm not like discredit, like signing Bruno was a good move, but oh, obviously, yeah. in terms of how it feels and looks to Paul, 
no, it's fucked up. You guys are fucking with it. You guys aren't committed to him. And I'm not so it part of me wants to hate him, but part of me doesn't blame him for not being committed to y'all because y'all not committed to him. Sad situation. Committed four years to him before signing Bruno and tried him in that position that he liked and got him the coaches, brought him Zlatan, brought him all these people, and all he got was a Europa League and a League Cup. So Um, fair, fair, fair. But um I mean, it's just like if Wentz, let's say they didn't draft Jalen Hurts yet, right? They drafted, and Wentz was doing this right now. And we drafted like, Jeremy Chin, who we wanted in the second round. Yeah, that'd be sick. <laughs> He'd be, he's sick. Jeremy Chin's sick. No, but like, Two if, defensive touchdowns. He's sick. If, if Wentz performed not as bad as he is this year, because he's terrible. Like, if he was it's mediocre, awful. for he played really well year one. Pretty good me- year too. He Mediocre dragged us into deal. he dragged us into the playoffs last year. Yeah. We drafted a quarterback on his ass. See, that's it's, fucked up. And if he was if they didn't draft a quarterback and he was still playing the way he is, you'd be like, all right, we got to change something, right? I, I still think we have to change it. We have to fire the coach and the GM, but we've committed the money to this guy. You committed the money to Paul, and I, I understand you actually gave him help. You, you gave the signings, and that you make foul points about that. But in terms of now, I don't think you can expect much else. Yeah. That's why I think it's time to move on. They brought yeah. someone in who did his it job. It's definitely better. better for both parties. But if both parties are involved in some kind of collusion fuckery, I it's just so it. fucked. You'll like, never why? find out about it. But I, if he goes yeah. for a more, if he goes for more than just fifty it. million euro, if it's yeah, because he's not worth no fifty mil. No, no, way. no. like no way. like I like, guess the shirt sales, like there's the marketing aspect of it, but yeah. That's it. He's also going to be what twenty eight when they yeah. sell it next summer, turning twenty nine. So, jeez, uh, it's Paul Pogba. Yeah, what a bye bye. I you were great. Still have your jersey in the closet, looking at it right now. But it's sad. I'm not going to put it outside like someone does with their Wentz jersey. Dude, he's but. still outside, bro. He's been <laughs> outside for two weeks now. And I don't care. He's not coming in until he throws a three touchdown, no pick, at least 65% completion, no turnover game. I don't care if it's a garbage ass last game of the season thing. He might stay out there till next season, bro. He might. That's, what, are you going to get, get a Hurts jersey? <laughs> Jalen Hurts is just as bad, dude. He threw an interception. <laughs> that was terrible. No, this, uh, I, I, I was so delusional the first night because it just looks better because he can run, but. um. He took three sacks in a quarter. Carson took four. So it, it's not that different. Really not that different. Really not that different at all. Um, I just I feel so bad for the kid, but whatever. whatever that's, why, that's why we talk about soccer on this show. I don't want to Go Giants. Football makes me depressed. Go Giants, dude. Hammer them. If, if you guys are into gambling at all, um, I don't care who they play in the playoffs. They're going to be like plus 500 odds against who they play. Uh, hammer the Giants to win a playoff game when they get They can them. beat anybody. They can. And the three teams that they're going to potentially play, they've already played close or beaten. So look out for that. But um, that's enough on the NFL and Paul Pogba. <laughs> Collusion, dysfunctional organizations, pissing contests. We get it all here on the we got it all soccer in. show. We, we got get it all, all here. Yeah. But um, I think the the most valuable part Actually, no. I, I'm going to give that to your transfer insight. Your insider information is definitely <laughs> the most valuable part of this podcast, unequivocally. But That's why they pay me the big bucks. That is why they pay you the big bucks. Got them on contract for another year. Negotiations <laughs> coming up quick. Yeah. Um, 
I'll bring Mino. But another it. reason is we, we do gambling here and we, we've yet to have a week where we don't hit half our picks. And given that we like to get frisky with some upsets, we hit a plus money play every week and uh, we don't lose money. We might not win a whole lot of money some weeks, but we don't lose money. And I think that's honestly one of the most important things, unless you're, you're a professional, um, because then you're not broke, not looking for gas money on a Monday after, after, after football. And uh, that's what we like here. First game on the weekend, Leeds United versus West Ham United. You want to just pick this for me? Because you know what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, he's going to go with Leeds. I'm going to go with West Ham. BLs, uh, BLs. <laughs> I love um, this man. Let's go. I think, I, but I honestly could see a draw on this one, but I will stick uh, West Ham 2-1. 2-1. 2-1, yeah. Um, I mean, I could see it. West Ham is no scrubs. Um, unlucky last time out, you know, I played by United. Uh, I just, Leeds... They got a win two weeks ago. They got a draw a week before that. They're not in as good as form as West Ham, but this is a huge game for Leeds because if they beat them, they're going to draw them on points, and they could vault themselves in that mid-table range if some other results go their way. So this is a game that Bielsa should look to win, um, and I think I think they will win. Uh, next up, though, Wolverhampton versus an extremely rested, however – probably didn't get to train for a few days, right? Do you know the situation? Um, well, it was a COVID breakout with the Newcastle. No, oh, so the they've been fine. So they've been okay. So, they have so been they've been okay. training for two weeks mm-hmm. with absolute rest, and they're taking on a Wolves side that just got absolutely battered by Liverpool. Um, hmm. I mean... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I, I want to say Wolves is a slightly better team, but I think Aston Villa will get something out of this. Um, so I'm going to take them on the double chance. Uh, what do you think? Why? Well, I check uh, the odds to make sure it's an okay play. I think Villa win because I think Villa are the better team, especially uh, with Wolves without Raul Jimenez. And a little update on him. He was discharged from the hospital today. So good to oh see. He'll be back soon. Hopefully he's all good to go. Um, but yeah, without him, I think Villa are better. Uh, Grealish is undoubtedly the best player on the field when he steps on it in most games. And this one is one of those games. So yeah, uh, Villa win this, in my opinion. Um, I like, I don't dislike that play, but um, Ashton, the, the double chance is minus 170. And the money line is plus two twenty. So honestly, like I think the best play would be to sprinkle, sprinkle more on the double chance, but also play the play the win. So if Aston Villa wins straight up, you just win more. But if they don't, you can hedge it, and because I, I think they definitely pick up a point. Um, next game on the weekend, though, the COVID spreaders versus West Brom Albion, um, Newcastle, though. What's do you know their training situation? Um, I assume that they're good to go. They probably didn't train for what, like five, six days, given the new CDC health lines of how long you must quarantine once being positive, tested positive for. Oh, they just opened them today. Open the training. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Oh, then yeah, they mm. should be. They should be fine. That's what four days. Yeah, three days of training. So, uh, I don't think it should hiccup hiccup them too much. Like like we talked about earlier, they're definitely going to be well rested. Uh, they actually got some actual days off, but it's still Newcastle. Rest doesn't mm-hmm. make you better, and it is West Brom who can't be better no matter what they do. So Newcastle and West Brom will draw. See, um, I disagree because, I mean, there's only one really comparable game, I think. Newcastle has already played Burnley, and they bossed them. They bossed a better team because they were the better team. Um, I think Steve Bruce and the men, oof, let me let me check this real quick. Let me check this. What are these double chance odds? I, I really love double chances, if you can't tell. I think it's one of the safest plays. Uh, it's minus 330, so, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I uh, I think I'm going to change my pick because I forgot Pereira is on a red card. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, right. so no. They have nobody. Yeah, not Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle. Hammer. Yeah. Hammer that. <laughs> yeah, no Pereira. That's their – so sad. Because what happened to Callum Robinson? He was good for like a week. Is he yeah. out or something? I don't know. Did he – I don't know if he played last time. I didn't see him when I was looking at the uh, – No, he he didn't start. I don't know if he even got in. But uh. – um. Yeah, so uh, yeah, he came on at the hour mark last week. Mm. I don't know. He like you said, he wasn't pretty good. So it's a weird. Yeah, it's uh, weird. Sheffield could definitely use him if he's not going to be utilized by Billich. Yeah. But uh, game of the weekend in the Premier League. Whatever you're doing, December twelfth at twelve thirty p.m. Stop doing it. Turn on your TV and watch the Manchester Derby. This is definitely one of my favorite fixtures to watch. It's always going to be a good game. I, I can't remember the last minute time we've played, and it wasn't competitive. It didn't have some sort of some sort of stakes in it, you know. Um, you guys have been beating our ass lately, though. You, you pulled the last two, three out of the last four. Um, it's going to be a close game. I think we know which way everyone knows which way we're going. Unless you're gonna try and be unbiased here, which would like, be that's the thing first. though. Like I always wanna be I'm talking from a gambling perspective. I'm talking in my from, heart of hearts, I would realist. like Man City to win. Man City to win is my is my heart pick, but my gambling pick, my my pick about caring if our listeners make money. Both teams to score minus 150. I think both teams definitely score. Um, I would like Man City to win. However, United is definitely the type of team that can give us some issues, a lot of issues. And uh, we haven't been doing so hot against you guys lately. So, I mean, I want us to win. I really do, but I'm scared. You uh, you better hope that uh, United win today because if they don't, uh, Ollie will be on the hot seat, and we all know how that turns out for everyone yeah. who comes up against him on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. But um, hot seat, cold seat, lukewarm seat, doesn't matter. United win this. Bruno Fernandez with a penalty scored. It's uh, Ederson's going to get Probably. beat in his near post at some point in this game. And it's going to be just United keep the train rolling and then go to Sheffield and fucking botch it. So let's, let's ride. I really, we need this win. We both need this win, both yeah. teams. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it could honestly game. end up being a draw. Like it could. 
like a, it could be a sick game. That's what I'm saying. Like I see this going. I could see this going any result in the money line. So I, I'm just going to stick with the both teams to score. I'll stick with United. Okay. Um, next game on the weekend, Everton Ancelotti's underperforming men take on Frank's flying Chelsea people. Oh my goodness, they're in some kind of form. Uh, the Lions. <laughs> the Lions? Yeah, the Chelsea Lions. Yeah, it's a lion. Oh, fuck Wait, how could you not tell it was a lion? I don't know what a they're lion. called. I, I've never known what Chelsea's called. It's a lion holding a staff. Come on. Do you know what Everton's is? The logo? Yeah, they're the coffees. <laughs> it doesn't look like a coffee, though. It doesn't. It doesn't. I don't know how that relates. Um. <laughs> it's it's the toffees. I know. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> okay. It was funny. It was funny. Um. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what's not funny though? Everton's form. They're playing like shit lately, and Frank's gonna take it to him. Easy Chelsea win. Uh, Everton win. You're biased. No, I'm not biased. Yes, I are. I'm still on the train that Frank has no idea what he's doing. He's getting bailed out by individual brilliance. Um. But I think Everton's due for a result. They're due for a result that favors them. And this is... They don't have the personnel, bro. I mean, at some point, Dominic Calvert-Lewin is always... Not always, but he's about as good as a goal whenever he plays. Uh, Richarlison... You know, today could be a game he doesn't boof. Mendy boofed last game for Chelsea, so he did. Like, who knows? We haven't seen him make mistakes yet, so we don't know how that plays with his psyche. Maybe he snowballs like Keppa. Maybe he doesn't. But um, I'm gonna put my money on uh, him snowballing, and Everton walk out of here with a W. Mm. Um. Well. Uh... That is a frisky play. Everton is plus three forty. So and they have fans uh, at, at Goodison Park. Oh, they have fans. First yeah. time. Uh, were they home last? Were they home against Burnley? Let me see. Let me see. Were they home? No, they weren't. Okay. Oh yeah. fuck! Fans. This makes it more interesting. Um. Hmm. Mm. I mean, I I still do like Chelsea to win. But Everton plus one and a half spread is plus one oh five, so I think I might like that even better. Um next game on the weekend though. Moving on to Sunday? No. Yeah. Yeah, Sunday. Um Southampton take on Sheffield United. Oh man, like Look, I really do think Southampton will win. So I think in some sort of combination of things, I'm going to play both sides of this game. Because like I said earlier, Sheffield United, I'm just going to square play them when they have great odds. uh, Because one week they'll get lucky. And at plus 400 almost, uh, I I don't see why not just sprinkle a little bit on that. What do you think? I don't know. I hate thinking about games more because I like talk myself out of what I'm going to say. Uh, so I'm not going to talk myself out of this one. 
Southampton win. Uh, yeah, Southampton win. Yeah, I mean, they're the better team. They yeah. should win. But, but it's just Sheffield. Like they, they just you, they're gonna get one soon. No, I, I talk myself out of it. It's it's a draw. This game it's ends. A draw. In a draw. <laughs> game ends in a draw. Oh god. <laughs> I go to the next one before I say Sheffield win. All right. <laughs> Crystal Palace takes on Tottenham. An under London derby for uh, for Mister Jose Mourinho. Battle of the bus parkers. Battle of the tactical men. Um, Roy Hodgson, however, has never beaten Mourinho. He's two draws and two losses against him, so not bad. That being said, Spurs ain't going to Spurs this week. They're going to win. Yeah, I agree. But um, I'm looking into the crystal ball here. Something I feel the Spurs are going to win, but I feel something unfortunate is going to happen for Spurs. Oh, my God. That is no, so no. fucked. I'm not like saying it like you can edit it out if you want, but uh, no, I just, it's, I just, it's all gas, no breaks. Hot I takes. just feel like uh, I like they've been on. This is like I'm not saying I want anything to happen. I just feel like it's been going way too good for way too long. Maybe that unfortunate event is a draw or a loss, but I see them winning, and I just got a feeling in my shoulder that something's gonna happen. But uh, I hope not. I hope I'm wrong on that part, and I hope I'm right on them winning. So yeah, jeez, oh, happy days. Right. Well, not so happy days for Fulham because they got to take on Liverpool this week. Um, hey, as much as I would love for Fulham to beat Liverpool, the last time that happened was in two thousand five, and Andy Carroll was playing up top for Liverpool. So uh, times have changed severely since then, and. Uh, for that reasoning, there's no chance that Fulham gets anything from this game. Liverpool's going to dominate them like they've been dominating everybody. We're in first grade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, ball. yeah. Yeah, no, um, Liverpool. Yeah. Easy. Um, oh, my God. I'm, I can't believe I'm going to pick this. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Burnley's going to beat Arsenal. Burnley's going to beat Arsenal in the fucking Emirates, bro. They're going to do it. Oh, my God. Uh, Arsenal oh fans, God. though. I don't give a shit about their fans, bro. And you Fuck know they're going to be delusionally excited about this game. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I think I might play Burnley spread, dude. I think I might go full fuck Arsenal on this shit, dude. I think they definitely win. Um, I think they definitely win. Yeah, Burnley. Burnley win. But... Double chance is probably also a very good play. Burnley and draw is plus 140. So bet on both of them. Bet on both of them. You know, spread, spread more on the double chance. Spread a little on the money line. Going to win money. Might win a lot of money. What do you think? This game, I don't know. It's two bad teams. Two teams that have no creatives. Anything. Nil, nil. I could see, ooh, shit. Under two and a half, definitely in play as well, I think. I could see, that. definitely see a low-scoring game, though. Yeah. No matter, no matter who gets it. Um, yeah, no, I just, I'm a bit biased. You know, I like the way Burnley are. I like who they are. And uh, I don't like who Arsenal is. Um, next game on the weekend, though. 
Jamie Vardy and the Sly Foxes take on West Bromwich Albion Seahawks. Um, this game is tough because Leicester hasn't been in the best form and Brighton just happens to be the most unlucky fucking team in all of the land. Uh, Brighton haven't won a game versus Leicester since 2014. Um, and that was in the championship. Um, shit, dude. Uh, I hate Leicester, dude. I, I have no idea what to do with them. Like, they are just so up and down, up and down. Dude. Double chance on Brighton. That's that's going to be my play. I think, I think Leicester dropped points here. I think uh, uh, I think Leicester win. I beat Brighton. Yeah, yeah, I think they win. Um, the odds I, makers agree with us, by the way. Plus money across the board. Yeah, it's kind of it's a weird one. Yeah, right. It's, I mean, ah, uh, yeah. But yeah, Leicester. I think they're just a better team. All right. Um, Lester, definitely probably a better team. Um, they're missing Castagne right now. I don't know when he'll be back, but so hope he's back soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but that does it for our predictions. Do you have anything else going on in the world of soccer, the world of sports, the world of Fahey that you would like to share? Um, Oh, yeah, I'd just like to remind everyone that when I said United are going to win the group, I meant it, and it's going to come true. All right, yeah, double yeah. down on that shit, bro. Yeah. yeah. we um, yeah. Our Champions League predictions, they're pretty good Bottom. for the most part, you know? Yeah. Um, Besides but, you know, it's It's a group stage, so, you know, half of the teams are small clubs. Uh, yeah. Zach Steffen cool. starting today. That's so, cool. That's good. In. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, Definitely I think gonna watch that the, United game. Most of the small teams were in City's group, though. So, and yeah. I, we, didn't, we didn't have the luxury of um, playing a B team and still getting first. Hey, um, is what it is. You know, they always give us a cupcake group. I'm honestly just surprised that we didn't get a and Zodar. <laughs> no, Shakhtar. We're always in Shakhtar's group, bro. We always get them, bro, and we beat the fuck out of them every time. So. It's really sad to see Madrid not being able to do so. State of the club is a mess. Yeah, we um, should definitely like redo the uh, like the knockout stage picks because Dortmund and Madrid in the final was not a good look for me. Who did I? I took City and you took City, Juventus. which is yeah, which is not a good City look. and Juventus is not I'm fine good. with that. Dude, what do you mean, dude? What is Ronaldo? City done? What is City? What is City no, done? City, yeah. City. Okay, City is definitely. The worst pick of the two, but you can't deny that their form has been in Champions League this year. Oh, they yeah, play, but, yeah, they play when, smaller teams. When do, they, when do they not run through their group in the Champions League? Hey, man, I'm just saying the goals come in the Champions League. They can't score the goals. They come in the group in the stage weekend. of the Champions League. And uh, then you get to the round of 16, get another lucky matchup, win, and you get to the quarterfinal, face a pretty team, and lose. Yeah, um, could definitely see that happening, but like I said, we'll get matched up with like Bruges or last year's our year. This year is our year. Um, 
we're going to the final. If Ronaldo takes it away from us, I'll be completely fine with that because he is just that good. Um, but if you, if you, if we can, we can repick it if if we're not looking, <laughs> not looking too hot. Thanks. I still Madrid. think Dortmund has a chance. They they they're liable to score a lot of goals any yeah. day. They look so bad without Holland, though. They do look so bad without Holland. Um, oh, Aguero is also back for City as well. Oh, he's I don't want him to play streamer. today, but um, <laughs> he's a great streamer, by the way. Like he's hilarious, dude. He, he's just watching him play Formula One and his steering. Oh, so cute. Um, anyway, anyway, I think that just about does it for us at the We Call It Soccer Show. Thank you for listening, everybody. Like, share, follow, rate, follow. Give us some feedback on the, on Spotify if you got any comments, questions, concerns, any suggestions, any leagues or teams you guys want us to cover, whatever. Yeah. Um, but thanks, as always, for listening, guys. Yeah. And we'll catch you next week on the We Call It Soccer Show. Yeah, peace, guys. Leave a five-star review, no matter what you thought. Um, you know, just, yeah. Peace. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it, it, hopefully it's five stars. <laughs> If it's not, it's don't not leave one it. star. Yeah, if it's not if five it, stars, you can keep it to yourself. Only <laughs> positive feedback. We respect yeah. everyone's opinions, but only Except like... Except Arsenal fans. I do not respect their opinions. I'm very vocal about this. They're all delusional. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. Yeah. Except one. Haven't talked to the kid in a while. Hopefully we can get him on the show because I feel like... I want to do an Arsenal special. Do you want to do an Arsenal special one day? Yeah, that would be fun. I do. I want to get I want to get Dan on there for the delusional takes, <laughs> and then I want to get Jake for the sobering reality of the state of the club. <laughs> and I think it would be great content. Um, they start I, arguing. I know, with more, each other. I know more Arsenal fans than any other fan group. They're yeah. popular. Like mm-hmm. they, you can't deny that. I, I don't know how. I mean, it's like a drug. Yeah, it's like a drug. <laughs> so you know, you know. That your rent is due tomorrow, but you just got to get on the H-pack. Heroin. Yeah. Arsenal um, is the soccer equivalent of black tar heroin. Oh, Jesus Christ. Just detrimental. Fuck up your teeth. <laughs> Look what's happened but to Aubameyang. But so, Aubame. so good. Look what happened to Aubameyang. He actually looks like he smokes crack. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, no, yeah. His hairline is so far back. It remembers when he was in form. It's Dude, I saw crazy. some pictures of him from when he was at AC Milan. Like, he, he grew up a little bit. But damn, dude, I feel bad for the guy. Um, that's why he's getting 400k a week that's why he's getting 400k a week uh, but we'll catch you guys next week remember cute strikers score the goals and that's why Alabama Yang sucks deuces peace wake up wake up wake up wake up wake up wake up yeah wake up wake up gotta hit the blunt to make me focus lyrics flowing out like hocus pocus